AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel turn up. You're literally responding to everything. Yeah, that's the... why I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, have you still got the 
like having to hide away your phone so you can do some work? Um, I've been slack the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, but I need to. Yeah, it's been bad. Uh, we've got Big John Bass. All right. Got... Oh, what did I say? No, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I did. I thought. I... Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> My bad. It's... That isn't going to happen again. T. Hey, hey. How are you doing? Good. Everything's all right, isn't it? Because there's been no football. A bit. I'm having to hear what other stuff people are interested in. Like what, what? It's boring me to tears. Um, politics. Um, Good. ID and like, like trainers. A bloke made his own trainers, like Nike ID, where you design your own trainers. Uh, have you um, seen uh, John Bass's trainers? Um, I can see them. R- rate them out of ten quickly. I can't really see them. I guess they're, I guess they're an eight. An eight? Are they NMDs or... No, I don't think they are. Doesn't really work on a podcast me doing this, by the way. Yeah. Crep check, isn't it? Visual reviews. Um, uh, yes, uh, episode 57, season 8 of the Fighting Cop podcast, uh, as ever, over the last three weeks. It's been so weird not having any football in the middle of, uh, middle of the season. But we have had some news. There are, there are some things to talk about this week. Catching up on, on, the la- uh, on the news over the last couple of weeks, obviously the big thing around the stadium. But more important than that is that John Bass knows who... Of all of the Tottenham squad, is the best smelling? Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't smelt them all, so maybe there's someone out there who mm. smells better. But I can confirm that Victor Wanyama is a delicious smelling man. Really, like a delight. Like he's like how I imagine heaven to smell, mm. or like what Cloud Nine feels like in a nasal sense. Wow, yeah. you weren't expecting it. Well, no, it's not that I wasn't expecting it, but it just hit me like a ton of bricks. It was after a match, and he was just there, and he just smelled divine. What do you think um, Harry Kane smells like? I mean, hazelnut. Okay, it'd be Lynx. <laughs> Lynx, yeah, Africa. Standard. Lynx, Africa. Or Imperial Level, I reckon, so, yeah. <laughs> Old Spice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bit of our um, I, I reckon uh, Harry Winks just smells of cum. <laughs> what, like a porn set? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that can be smelled. <laughs> that went down well, didn't it, last week, where uh, we were describing this, what was wrong with porn, and it was definitely the smell, in honestly. Yeah. There's a show on last night, but I don't know if I should talk about it, because this is a serious football podcast. Is it? What is it? <laughs> Since when? No, I mean, I'm not sure how you've lasted eight years, if that's what you think. No, in a sense that normally on the, on the Thursday one, no, it's Thursday night, we normally talk about less football. You've got carte blanche, say what you want. There's a show last night called Mums Make Porn. Oh, oh, I heard about this. But no spoilers. I've got it. I'm going to watch it. Well, what, do you expect it? what do you mean no spoilers? Oh, it's Mills, isn't it? Breaking Bad. To be That's fair, right. to be fair, it's a series, so nothing much happened last night. I'll tell you else. what, we, we're going to record No Holds Barred yeah. after this, and we're going to talk about the impact that porn ha- could potentially have on children. That's a show. That's, that's the premise of the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've kind of, I saw them on uh, Lorraine. Because uh, that's what happens now. She's got, got a bit of anyway. Let's one two one point two million. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's yeah. Got, a she got off it. Yeah. Unless she looks so happy this morning. Yeah, of course Dearly she does. Me. I seen that Lorraine when she kind of she thought oh, I'm going to pursue a career in mid morning television, and then uh, tax man was like Nah, fuck you. You're getting a wallop here, and then she's like No, fuck you. Yeah. I ain't paying. Uh, and as it turns out, she didn't. Yeah. It, uh, no, fucking hell, we've got to move on. <laughs> Spurs, Spurs Stadium. Yeah. It's, it, it's open. Great. Great thing, isn't so it? Good. Awesome. Before we talk about the stadium and how exciting that is, yes. let's have a think back over the last 19 months or so at Wembley. Okay. Can you surmise how you feel about the National Stadium now? Shit. Right, good. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm being very concise. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, I, I, don't think, I don't think it was shit. Um, I think it's a fact that we were told it was one year and the novelty quickly wore off when it wasn't the Fulham game and it wasn't the Liverpool game mm. and the attendance has dropped mm. and I just think the lack of transparency from the club made it worse than it should have been. 
I think they perhaps didn't know. And they said too much in the first instance. It was actually the transparency that caused them the most That's my philosophy in love. Don't say too much, say less. Yeah. Always <laughs> say less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. Because sometimes during sex, if you say too much, you put, put, it, put them off like ruin the mood. Have you ever ruined the mood during sex? Um, yeah, but not from what I've said. Probably how I've performed. Yeah. 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 Have you ever apologised after sex? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think it ever got to that, that state of affairs. Uh, yeah, I think that that's what it was. It's a club where open, well, kind of... Get, we, I, don't, I can't remember the club actually saying yes this is going to be the date but it was kind of there was conversations amongst Spurs fans and then there was kind of truths that, or half-truths that people kind of pinned their hopes on I think the season ticket then made it a bit more mm. of a pain in the arse how many, how many refunds in total like 14 was it what do you mean refunds that so like, complete refunds no, the games uh, that you could apply for a refund Oh, the, the, there's a fair few. I'm going mm-hmm. to miss out that um, stream of income, as, as I said at the time. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice getting that 51 quid. Yeah. I say, I don't want to go to this game. Refund, refund. Yeah. I'm going to miss all that. It must have been a fucking logistical nightmare for the club, though. Yeah, it must have been a ball ache. But in, in fairness, and like, without getting too like, management speaky, I think that their major issue was like managing expectation. Mm. And I, I think T kind of touched on it. It was pretty clear that they were saying, it's one season, we'll be away, and then we'll be in our new home. Now, even if you that's what you're thinking is going to happen, you should still set an expectation to say, look, we don't know when it's going to be. This is when it's you know likely, but we're not going to guarantee it. And I, they kind of made it feel like, just get through this one season and then we're in. And some people were spending. So the previous season at Wembley, my season ticket was around about 650 quid, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. Mm. This season, it's about a grand. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the same bloody seat yeah. at Wembley because I didn't have the new stadium. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. So, no, so many gripes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess, obviously, the fact that they... Actually, is any part of you thinking that the club have announced Palace, but we haven't actually got the safety certificates, <laughs> and we actually will finish the season at Wembley? Because you they, imagine? They come in and go, I don't know what you lot are seeing, but the stadium is fucked. <laughs> like Harringay Safety Advisory Board, go and go, nah. No, this is really unsafe. Why did you? Yeah. What did you say? This would be all right. Yeah, yeah. that's a worry. Whoever denies has got to get rushed. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah. Whoever denies has got to get rushed. Got to find the person who's failed us and rush them. I'm up yeah. for that as a, a kind of a, a, a suitable punishment across the society. Getting yeah. rushed because when you was at school, yeah. getting rushed, you did something wrong. You got rushed. Keeps you in line. Yeah, yeah it does. You know, it ain't a nice thing. And uh, that actually, my school was so bad. We had this. We had two playgrounds in in the front of the school, Highbury Grove. One of them was sunken, so it had essentially like a six-foot wall around it and then gates above it so the building didn't get kicked out all the time. But when the tannoy went, the last person to get out of the sunken pitch got rushed by everyone who was in it. And this is a school with <laughs> a thousand people in it, so any time during, during lunch break in this sunken pitch, there might be 300 kids. Oh, and you've got to make... You've got to run the gauntlet. It's like the Apache gauntlet, isn't it? It's completely normal. Like That's fucking insane, isn't it? It sounds like you went to school at like, Shawshank. Yeah, no, it was bad. It was really bad. I don't know how I came out. Because I was like, I mean, it wasn't like prison. Like, the fact that I was a pretty young boy, a androgynous <laughs> boy, I, it wasn't like I was being touched up or anything. But the, the in one of these incidents, I remember a guy called Mark Habershaw, and he was like, fuck it, I ain't doing that. I'm not getting rushed. There's no need for this. It's unacceptable. So he just climbed up <laughs> the side of the cage about... 20 feet in the air, Jeez. jumped down, then ran home. It was lunchtime. <laughs> Fucking um, system. But how, how, how do you think we performed at Wembley generally? Like, given the challenges, you know, you look back at this period, we've done all right. We, we finished third, yeah. did a work in the Champions League, um, got to the FA Cup, um, semi. We've had some great nights here. Well. Oh, yeah. 
I think that the expectation was that oh, Spurs are going to struggle and it's going to be a nightmare and there's this hoodoo. And actually, like if you if you really look back on it, like our results there have been pretty good and some of the performances in like Champions League, especially, yeah, been amazing there. So I will look at it back from a footballing point of view fairly fondly, mm. but just from like a logistic and fan experience point of view, absolutely. Yeah, pony. of course, of course. I think it was always going to be that way. Yeah, but bearing in mind at the time it was the best of. Bad bunch of situations. Would have been MK. Yeah. yeah, there was nothing we could have done. Really, it was the only option. And uh, we, I do another podcast podcast called One for the Weekend. And James was talking about it today. My kind of co-host on that, and he was like, the way Spurs fans are talking about Wembley, he was referring to me basically, <laughs> and how much we moan about. It. He goes pathetic. He goes, there is nothing for you to moan about. You've had the best situation of something that was unavoidable. You've got to play in the national stadium, which. You know, I mean, it isn't possibly the best way to play football, uh, club football, but it certainly isn't Arsenal or West Ham. And I found myself moaning about it all the time. But I think that that kind of it's majorly about not playing from your area and all that kind of thing that I hold so dear. But he he said that Spurs fans are acting like babies, like sport babies. <laughs> That's how football fans act like on the whole, though. But mm. it's not it's not just a Spurs thing. And as as I said initially, the the annoyance was just was just that. We thought it was a season, and, and it wasn't. It's a bit like, I don't know, living in a bloody hotel, like Alan Partridge for, you know, you think you're going to be there for a month, and you're there for a year. Like, well, what the fuck is this? You know, living out of a suitcase here. Um, what are your kind of stand-up memories of Wembley? Like, the kind of key games, and what, what performances have you enjoyed? Uh, Madrid was amazing. Real Madrid was incredible, wasn't it? That was so good. Like, the, the atmosphere there was, like, for the one time, it genuinely did feel like it was our ground. Yeah. And um, it was an amazing performance against, like, at that point, they were the Champions League winners, and I think they went on and win it that season, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, like, that was an amazing achievement and was a great performance as well. Yeah, I love that. I think probably Dortmund as well this um, year, or the other one before the three, uh, three one. Nil, the three was it three one? Three nil this season, three one the, the year. Yeah, I think they're both really good. Um, but the Barcelona game was really good. Um, obviously, we didn't we didn't win, but the atmosphere and the whole hype around it, and you know, Messi playing against Spurs, it would have been nice if it was at the at our stadium, mm. but I like the memories of that game. I like that game where you felt good. Um, the Arsenal games, um, mm. both seasons were, were really good as well. Yeah, smashing Liverpool, that was great. Oh yeah, that, that, was, that awesome. was great. Yeah. I missed the Chelsea game, but that looked good on the telly. Yeah, man, we've had some quality results, yeah. really, if you think about it. And and it's like credit to Pochettino and his players that, that, that they've kind of taken that challenge and kind of didn't let it affect them, because there was a lot of stories around Spurs at the time about Champions League, who do we, we got knocked out of a group that we had we should never have got knocked out of. I know we didn't realise how good Monaco were that year. And then, who is it, Seska Moscow as well? Yeah. We beat them. We beat them, and then we drew against Leverkusen, if I'm yeah, right. Leverkusen, we lost at um, We lost Soko's. That was, that was one of his first performances, and I wanted him dead at that yeah. point. <laughs> good. Um, but, you know, by and large, it's not been that bad, like on the pitch. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess we're kind of going into another different territory, but it's like we're going into games now, it's better to win. Yeah. And. In years gone by, you go to a game just hoping we don't get beat, hoping we don't get embarrassed. But we go into any game against mm. any opposition thinking, well, you know, maybe we can do this. Mm. We're not talking about the Champions League draw, by the way. Oh, I didn't see that. I know. And so, so, before we do that, um, yeah, Kane made a comment. He said, Kane on the new stadium, uh, the players are excited, made it clear as a team that we want to get into the new stadium. And we happen we are. So thanks for that insight. Sometimes <laughs> better to say nothing, Kane. If you're going to add nothing to the conversation, yeah, just... just yeah, he's, he's not a man of um, great 
like vision and um, wordplay. A man, a man of passion, though. Mm, for sure. Come on! No! Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes, like, it'd be great if Kane said, oh, what, what am I add? What, what am I going to add here? Like, why are you asking this stuff? Yeah. Come on! Well, he played a straight bet anyway. I mean, even with the Eric Dard did the No Deal People's Vote tweet. Mm, yeah. And they asked Dan Kane for his opinion and he just kind of played a straight bet. So then, I'd rather keep it to myself. How do you think he voted? Where's he from? Chigwell. Chigwell. Or Chigwell. I reckon he probably voted leave. And not, not only leave, like... Hard, hard leave. Hard leave. <laughs> Hardcore leave. No deal. Yeah, leave. And everyone leave as well. He, he, <laughs> he walks into the change room every day just going, no deal. No deal. Yep. Poch, you've got to go. <laughs> Apply oh. for your visa, Poch. <laughs> uh, so how does it feel going home? How, how excited are you to be... Are you, are you guys going to the test events? I'm going to both. I'm going to get a ticket for the uh, Legends one. Yeah, I'm going Legends. Yeah. Uh, how, actually, let's, let's quickly... Actually, fuck it. We're going to talk about Legends in a second. Um, it's just great to be going back to something. The feeling of getting oh, on that train. It's amazing. so I mean, important. Back in December, I went to the familiarisation day at the Bianca Cancer Tour. It's still on our, on our page if you want to see it. Mm. And um, just walking past old haunts. Um, normally, you couldn't see the stadium until you got past the Bel Air. Mm. But from here, you can see it half at the high road, like almost from William Hill, the betting shop by, um, by the Elbow and Pub. Mm. You can see the this is just a massive looming presence, it's you know. Huge, isn't it? And um, the first game proper would be under the lights as well, which would be amazing. Yeah, Palace. Um, yeah. I was just can't wait to go back to Tottenham. It's just yeah. it's just a breath of fresh air. You know, is the toilets next to the Bellinaire? Are they still there? Yes. Good. Yes, good. they're still there. I went in there once and it just said for good suck job, call this number. And I thought well, sometimes I'd like a good suck job. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, hole in the wall, yeah. though. that's how we've met, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good. Gave me the call and said, "I'm not doing that anymore. Doing a bit of podcasting. If you want someone on, let me know." Yeah, and it's worked out quite well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, John, uh, can you give me a suck job? Uh, no, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. I've strictly talk about. I've gone past. That's that. my past. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about the draw. Um, out of every, all of them, we, I, I, I kind of would prefer Man City to Liverpool. But that was the only only one. I'd rather have Barcelona. I reacted badly, and I'm not taking any of it back. What, what do you mean? <laughs> How did you react? I was unhappy. I didn't want them. How did you express that feeling? Um, we're going to get raped. Oh, oh I can't say that word, can I? We're going to get battered. No, I think badly in, battered. In footballing terms, that's fine. Yeah, we told, we told not to say it, but yeah. Um, I wasn't happy with the draw because we're playing them three times in eleven days. We've got the league game in between or after. Just just bear that in mind. The best team in Europe, probably. Yes, we're playing. Three times in eleven days. Yep. Two of those games are away. Yeah, it's good fun. Any part of you think fucking do then? Do you know what? When it first came out, my reaction was very similar to T's, where does, I was it? just like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Like this is typical. But actually, when you break it down, really, the teams that people wanted were like Ajax and Porto in terms of they were perceived to be the weakest. Mm. Then everybody else you would want to avoid on paper. Man United, I wanted. Well, fair enough. I'll, but I'd be honest, if anyone wanted to avoid Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is, we've got the English sides which we don't want. So actually, you're talking about a very small chance of getting who you want and avoiding teams from your own country if you're an English team. So it was pretty, you know, pretty likely we were going to get one of them. And the thing is, after kind of the dust had settled, I was thinking to myself, well, this is not going to be easy. But then the game's about glory, isn't it? Let's just let's just go and fucking turn them over. Let's do them. Like let's just make it happen. Well, I think having a home yeah. leg first is kind of helpful as well. Yeah. Normally, you want the away leg. First, so you know what you've got to do when you mm. go back home. Yeah. But 
City are beating team 6-7-0 at home. Let's just, let's just try and hold them down at <laughs> our own place and then go there with something to play for. Um, I didn't realise that you can't, <clears throat> you, that how you get drawn is depending on where you are in the league. What? So you, in order for us to be drawn away to Man City in the second leg, sorry, sorry, home in the second leg, it's based on where you, where you are in the league domestically. I didn't know. Wow. I, I know that Man, Man, Man United and Man City. <laughs> Did I just make that up completely? Man City United and Man City can't be home in the same time. Yeah. So, but they didn't have to switch the legs around because we were drawn first. So, so, what the fuck? Where did that come from then? Let me know if I'm right. If I'm wrong, just don't. You may, you may be correct, but I think the issue was if Man United and Man City were drawn home in the same date, yeah. Yeah. they'd have to switch the ties. Yeah, fair enough. That's what Inter and AC used to do. I feel, I feel like we would have done... Man, I think Man United would have gone through. I think Ajax and Porto would have gone through. All the yeah. rest is very, very hard. Yeah. And Liverpool got Porto, which just made it all the more annoying. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, and you look at the draws that Man City have had, including Tottenham. Yeah. They've had some plum draws. Yes. Like every cup competition. Yeah. They're going to go and do the quadruple, I think. It would make it... It would something to blow if they did, if, you know, if, if they beat us. Yeah, and then win it, yeah. Because you can kind of just think, oh, well, fucking Man City, they've bought it all. Some of the best teams of all time. Whereas Liverpool, if they win it, they've beaten one of the best teams and, and kind of on merit. Did you, uh, did you watch Liverpool against uh, Fulham? No, no they don't watch it. They were terrible. They've so not been playing well recently. No, no. they're fucking winning. But they'll raise their game for us, though, 100%. Yeah, of course. I feel like we're going to do them both. I feel like we're going to win every game all for four. the rest of the season. <laughs> I do. I feel like we're going to win every one. Not, I, don't, I think we'll get knocked out to Man City, but I feel like... We're just going to win every single game. Everyone's going to be really happy. That'd be nice, wouldn't yeah. it? Going to summer, just relax, kick back. Mm. Times. How do you think we're going to get in the new stadium? Huh? How do you? Well, obviously you kind of answered it, but yeah. do you, obviously you don't think we're going to have any problems I, I adapting. The, no, I think that because of the experiences we've had at Wembley and, and playing, away, and we're so good away from home that we're kind of used to playing in an environment that we're not familiar with. Mm. That going into this new stadium, if anything, we're going to be at a complete advantage. Because we're kind of programmed to play in situations and environments that we're not used to, whereas everybody else is going to be brand new for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I've got no issue at all. The pitch is weird. You know that, that people talking about the lack of space for corners. Yeah. The kind of slope pitch. I know it's to give a better view for everybody, but do you know, I think that's a bit odd how how sloped it is. And then Old Trafford's a bit like that. People were saying about oh, how they're going to take corners, but if you look at Old Trafford, that has a massive slope where the corner flags are. Mm. So it's not. I didn't think it was. Dramatic, like drastically different to that. Being and, honest, like imagine if you're running at pace and you get nudged and you nudge down that little hill. Yeah, ain't gonna be great, is it? Not ideal. No. Uh, the legends, uh, the legends game. Uh, this is the list of people that have um, uh, have been <laughs> announced. <laughs> and anyone you don't like, I want you to make a raspberry sound. Okay. You don't have to make a raspberry. When sound. When you say don't like, what do you mean? Is they're not good or just don't like them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not not good. You think? I'm not bothered. Could be a lot of raspberries. <laughs> well, let, here we go. Uh, Jürgen Klingsman. Name. Mickey Hazard. <laughs> that, Sorry, Mickey, but... That's a joke. Oh, that's a joke. What if he comes back on the pod? That, yeah. that is... <laughs> say, T. Mark Falco. <laughs> Timo Tanio. <laughs> Paul Stalzeri. No, West Ham. Legend. He's not a legend for that. Jim Bonda. <laughs> Chris Perry. <laughs> Neil Sullivan. <laughs> Managed by Gary Mabbott. Yeah, right. Robbie Keane. Darren Anden. 
Rafa van der Vaart, mm. Berbatov, mm. Torslet, <laughs> Alan Nilsson, <laughs> Stephen Carr. Bit of a boo there as well. Yeah. For <laughs> David Owls. <laughs> 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 I like the, we've got a really different tone of raspberry, me and T. Yeah. It's quite compliments each other well. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm hoping? I know it won't be the same, but um, kind of the feeling around it, because it's a new stadium, big test event, it should be a big crowd, maybe. Can people still get tickets to this? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think so. Are they, are they capping the amount of tickets available? I don't know. No one knows. No, I think, I think it's 45,000. 45,000 people, new stadium, with actually you know some great players there who've done a lot for our football club. Um, a couple, yeah. <laughs> a couple have done a lot for our football club. When they get the ball, hopefully the atmosphere will be uh, yeah. uh, flying. Who are we playing? Inter Milan? Yes. What, the actual Inter Milan team? So Inter Cardi... Milan legends. No, Inter Milan legends. <laughs> what did you bloody think? No, I thought Cardi was going to turn up. And Wanda will <laughs> well, be... Well, Yeah, Wanda will be in the uh, stands. Oh, sucking everyone off. Um, <laughs> what? Well, uh, like a ski, like a skier, just... Yeah, yeah, everybody. Daniel Levy, Daniel Levy's son, everybody. <laughs> Just nosh it. Ah! Nosh, nosh, nosh. Uh, I don't know where that comes from. Um, <laughs> yeah, that should be fun. I'll, I'll yeah, I, I think the novelty factor of the likes of um, Paul Stateri, as crap as he was, just, just getting a run out in a Legends game is hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of enjoy in the sort of mishmash, like Jurgen Klinsmann's on the same pitch as Pascal Chimbonda. I know. Yeah. That's just banterous. Chimbonda's a weird one. That's a really weird one. And so is Stephen Carr. I think he's still playing. Is he really? Yeah, is some really? And the, big, pro level the big issue here no one's uh, kind of picked up on is we've got three right backs. Yeah. So who's going to play? Stalteri, Chimbonda, and uh, Stephen Carr? Yeah, maybe Pascal will play more centre half. Maybe it'll probably just be rolling subs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I imagine. I reckon Pascal will be uh, CDM, like Rose. Yeah, I reckon just so. Dominate midfield. Midfield general. <coughs> you got any issue with Stephen Carr coming back? Because he, he didn't leave with the best kind of. No, and he wasn't exactly. Um, Damning when Sol Campbell left, he kind of mm. thought, well, you know, fair play kind of thing. Mm. Oh, he's, he's a bit weird, Stephen Carr, like his head, his face and his, his head. Yeah, yeah. Very squashed, like he, no neck, yeah. kind of bulbous head. He's done a lot with his body, mm. like to have the career he did, yeah. with the disadvantages it was born with. <laughs> done he's, a lot. He yeah. was our best player for a while. He was, he was very good. Any, any omissions, anyone you'd like to see back? Well, I thought Janola would be in it, I guess maybe he's in the next batch. Letters? Yeah. yeah Genius. Gene's probably in the next batch as well, I'd imagine. Uh, is he a legend? Well, <laughs> what the no, fuck, no, man? Pascal Chimbon. <laughs> no, no, you make a, you make a, great, you make a great, great point. Uh, Seamus Hart on Twitter, he says... Seamus. Seamus, sorry. It's Seamus. Seamus. What do you think about the club inviting self-confessed wife-beaters Gazza and Van der Vaart to play in the Legends game? They surely don't deserve the applause in the new stadium in a while. Yeah, I thought I put in a tough question. Yeah, there. that is yeah. tough. What do we think? Um, self, I don't think they're self-confessed. I think mo- some think of them what he, he admitted to doing it. Well, was he in court? He, you know, I think, yeah. Cheryl, wasn't it? Yes. Um, is Gaza playing or is he just in the stadium? Well, there's rumours that he's going to play. I mean, if he, if he tweeted something today that he's been asked, that um, people have been asking him and he'll, he'll still see. John Bass, what do you think, mate? Um, it's a difficult situation because I think if we live in a society that um, believes that criminals should be rehabilitated and then brought back into society, no matter how bad the crime, we don't have the death penalty. So essentially, no matter what your sentence is, once you come out, we've basically said you've served your time, you've mm. had your punishment, and now you're supposed to rehabilitate into society. So um, I think Gaza, when he's been asked about it, is fairly um, kind of cautious about going into too much detail, but he's always shown... 
uh, that he's pretty upset about the situation. He obviously can't take back what he's done, mm. but I would say that he, it's not like he glorifies that or that he's proud of it. I think he sees it as a, a big mistake in his life. So as horrendous as a thing it is to do, I think that it's in the past and you know he's essentially served his time in the press and in the public's view of him. Mm. So it's, a, it's difficult, isn't it? Do you separate the man from the footballer? If he's on the pitch playing football... I mean, and he's done. He's done it in the past. This, what, if you, if you're going to go down this road, there's so many. I mean, you probably yeah. shouldn't even be watching football. Yeah, or listen to most music, especially. Yeah, you know, yeah we've made that like, reference before, didn't we? T about you know, if you listen to hip hop, then you're mm. kind of supporting a way of life that isn't completely socially acceptable. But it, like, I I see what you're saying, but. I do think Gascoigne is pretty unpleasant and I'm not terribly fond of him. Mm. Not just for beating his wife up, but just for... It's been done for racism a few times. Yeah. Um, it's an upcoming court case that he fondled a random girl on a train. Well, yeah, we Maybe. don't know if he's done it or not. So I'm not fond of Gascoigne. I'd rather they not have asked him back. But ultimately, he's he's got a place in the heart of Spurs fans and the club. Um, as, as for Van der Vaart, well... You know, um, what actually happened with him? Well, he, he I think, as him, far as you know, well, he hit her. <laughs> I don't know the details, I don't know if it was a right hand or kidney punch or what, but <laughs> I know he, I, I know he raised his hand to it, which, which wasn't good. But then, yeah. I mean, I guess the other issues we've got is Berbatov. A lot of people are unhappy that Berbatov's in the lineup mm. because, because of how he left, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if, you, if you're going to choose a heel to die on, um, the fact that Berbatov left under a cloud. It's probably not a great one, whereas Van der Vaart and Gaza uh, is a better one to be kind of principled about. But mm. the fact is, is that you're, I mean, you're asking us, I would say it isn't a great thing to support. But deep down, I think football kind of transcends these kind of ethical um, quandaries or questions that are being asked. And if you're really, really concerned about it, firstly, don't go. Secondly, there's issues around lots of football players that have done bad things. There are people at our football club currently who support political ideals that most people mm. find abhorrent, and you're still going and watching. So, you know, like you've said so many times, T, life makes hypocrites of us all. Mm. From my perspective, and that's probably saying something about my character, I didn't it didn't even come into my head when Van der Vaart said like it was he announced he was going to play. I just thought, oh great, I'd love to see him back again. Um, yeah, I don't. Does that answer your question? Probably not. Yeah, that's um, a tough question. Though. It is a tough question. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's let's let Windy. Did he say he's going to do something? Didn't he? Is he? Yeah, the Troy Parrot. Something. Yeah. Well, what did it say in the WhatsApp group? Let's let let people behind the curtain for a second. He, he did the podcast on the extra inch about a test about a test event. Yeah, did he? Very detailed about players. each player. Mm. So that was really good, actually. Yeah, it was good. Well, so you're just fucking him off then. Yeah. Uh, fuck it, Windy. You don't want it. It's quite calm. Uh, okay. Uh, so um, there was obviously this kind of Facebook message that was sent out by a geezer who was selling his ticket to the Palace game for six hundred pound. Uh, he had two tickets, two season tickets. He's in Spain, the guy, so he can't go. Selling his ticket for six hundred pound each would pay for the upgrade. Out of the goodness of his heart. Because one of them was a kid's ticket. One of them was a kid's ticket. Okay. So you understand? Like he's coming from a good place. Um, firstly, we, we put a Twitter poll out to find out what the, to kind of gauge where most Spurs fans are at, and I guess you can guess pretty much. But also, we asked them to explain why they felt the way they did. But before we go into it, how do you feel about fans 
kind of upselling their tickets for important games to make a profit from fellow supporters. <clears throat> All I can say is that I wouldn't do it. I'd rather fans didn't do it to their own fans. But you know, you go on Reddit and say, yeah, you know, I went to you know, I went to the UK a couple of years ago to walk to the old White Hart Lane mm. and I paid a few hundred quid for this ticket. I'm thinking, what the f-? Mm. you know, and that almost um sort of justifies people selling their because they know that someone's gonna buy it. Mm. You know, if you know someone's gonna buy your ticket for for a grand, then it's difficult to not want to sell it. Now to do so publicly then and you're making a rod for your own back. I think it's pretty awful. I don't. I think he kind of did it in a closed Facebook group that then got shared, which is <laughs> it's his own stupidity, his own fault. Mm. But what, where are you at? With well, for me, it's like so. Normally, if this wasn't um, this exact scenario, so if I if I had something and someone else wants to buy it, essentially, like I kind of believe in a free market. So if you want to pay for it and someone else wants to supply pay more, and demand. yeah, supply and demand, like a, a capitalist free market system where. If I've got something that someone wants and they want to pay me way over the market rate for it, I'm entitled to do that. I think where this is slightly different is there's something kind of um, transcendent about a football club and belonging to a football club that should supersede like certain things. And one of those things is like we, we kind of look out for each other. If you see like a guy with like a Spurs like sticker in his car, you know, you think to yourself, like, oh, what, he's a decent bloke. Mm. And if you, you saw someone, I don't know, struggling there to Spurs, like, jacket on, you might think to yourself, you're right, mate, because you recognise that they're part of, like, this football family that we've yeah. got. And it might sound a little bit cliche, but I do feel that in this instance, it does it does kind of feel a little bit kind of exploitary of the situation, particularly now where it's, like, it's the first game and people are desperate for it. Um, so it's difficult. Like T, I wouldn't do it myself. I understand why people would do it. I just think in this particular instance for certain things where we're all supposed to belong to this one ideal, mm-hmm. you're essentially kind of doing your family. Is that idealistic family. though? It is definitely idealistic, yeah. Mm. Because for any other walk of life, I can't really think of another example, I would be completely on board with it. Well, because my view is, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. But then again, it's a kind of a case of they're an individual. We don't, we don't have any of the same ideals other than we just like that person. Whereas I think with like a football club, there's, there's more of that than there is with, say, liking an artist. It's more community. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Just for the record, in terms of supply and demand, supply and demand is only relevant if you're allowed to sell the product. Mm. And in this instance, you're not. You're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to sell it above face value. You're not actually allowed to even swap it or Mm. give it to your friend. So the rules are kind of clear. You know, you can't sell your ticket on. Now, I think it's important that fans are able to kind of swap tickets and sell it to your mates and kind of just out of convenience of it. But in this instance... I think that it kind of shows shines a light on it, it's like a, quite a severe light that someone's. It's not just a little bit of money. This mm, is it's a, a huge markup, like twelve hundred quid. And I think this guy's exploiting the fact that this is a massive game for a lot of fans. Yeah. And there will be fans out there that can pay it and will pay it because they want to want to go. Well, there you go. But what about the guy who can't afford it, but is desperate, who would have got a ticket? There would be someone out there who would have got that ticket, but as them because of that kind of culture of supply and demand, misses out. Uh, we put this tweet out anyway. Um, it says, uh, is it okay to sell a ticket above face value to another Spurs fan? 15% said yes, sell above. 85% said no, always face value. And that was 2,166 people that voted. So that's 15 people out of 100 that, that would do it, which is surprising. I thought it would be less than that. I don't know, I guess some people are like, well, it's a free market supply and demand, mm. 
but and maybe these people don't feel connected to the club in the way we've talked about. From I mean, from my from my point of view, you know, I'm I'm at a, I'm at a point in time where I haven't got a load of money, and season ticket renewals, the dates have been announced. Mm. Maybe I could sell my Palace ticket for a price that covers a season ticket. Do you know that that's the only way I deem it acceptable? Is if you're in a bad way and you need the money, I get that hundred percent. That I, I would. I can I accept that that's a part. You know, that it's you've got something that's valuable. You need the money. Something needs to be fixed in your life. I get that, my head around that definitely. It's just the. Um, it just seems like it's my profit. Oh, I'm in Spain. I'm going to sell this for a massive, massive, you know, increase. We're just at a point now where anything uh, idyllic or you know fluffy or rosy is in selling. An expensive ticket for face value is almost almost laughed at these mm. days. You know, um, we complain about on our own on our very own podcast and early doors about the tickets being overpriced. And Man City at home is what seventy five quid for some people. Mm. A normal ticket, not overpriced. Normal fucking ticket for a game is seventy five quid. Um, my ticket is sixty five quid for that game. Mm. Um, Mad. You know, so the prices are going up and. When people are selling tickets for 500 quid, they just think the club are going to think, well, we can hike it up even more. So I guess people buying it just doesn't help. They also doesn't help the situation. It's kind of for the club because exactly. they're, they're like saying, well, this is what people are willing to pay. Yeah. So when everyone's complaining about ticket, I know it got frozen, but next year or the year after when ticket prices go up again, they're like, well, look, the market's there. Mm. Um, Aaron Pretty John's on, on uh, Twitter, he says, clubs have a secondary market, clubs should have a secondary market on their own site so fans can buy and sell if they can't go to the game. Face value, no markup, you're only fucking a fellow fan over. All these cunts selling for profit should be banned. Let's not forget that clubs have been ripping fans off for years though. Um, so the guy, if he gets caught, and I presume he will because he's, he used his name on this Facebook group, will definitely lose his ticket. Although we'll never hear of it because the club will never announce that stuff. There was someone who followed us who did. Actually, I think he tried to flog a ticket for a load of money. Well, he lost it. Yeah, I don't know if he got it back. I, think I remember. I know yeah. what you're talking about. I'm gonna say his name. Uh, no, Punky Moo says no. As long as you're breaking even, it's fine. Fans already pay enough. Uh, Sean Taylor says it's okay. Sure. Would I do it? No. Would I think a little less of someone who did? Yes. But if someone is willing to pay the asking price, price, and it's their choice. And uh, Chris Westwood said, if you generally can't go to the game, I don't have a problem selling above face value. The issue is arseholes who buy tickets just to sell for a profit. Yeah. Uh, um, it's just a shame that we're having this, this conversation when um, we should just be talking about the, the stadium going in there. Uh, news and articles, Trippier admits to being below par this season. <laughs> That's refreshing. Yeah. It is a bit, yeah. Um, he's not been... Do you want beer? I love him, mate. Yeah. He's not been as happy with his performances, but... Um... I guess it's kind of stating the obvious, but I don't know if it's because he's, um, I don't know if it's because yeah. of his position, because in the World Cup he played at wing-back, and now he's playing in a flat-back four, but he has been pretty awful. Well, um, you know, uh, this reminds me of Jermaine Genius for some reason, because every single time, he would be, his, his form was kind of, it was mercurial, it was never great, never, never brilliant, but when you hear him speak, he was like, yeah, I've been playing well. And played really well. I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? Who's mm. feeding you this shit? At least he's looking at it and going, yeah, I've been below par. Oh, he's not just below par, he's been a liability at times. Imagine if he'd come out and went, yeah, I'm a fucking liability. I don't know why I keep playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing that I know with Genus is that he, I don't think he had the, the single mindedness of a Gerard or a Lampard who just kept every week, they just, what do you, 100%, you know, 
I think Genus had all the gifts, had all the, had everything there to be as good as them, but I just think mentally he just kind of went into his own shell a bit. I mean, there'd be times he would have a throw on and he wouldn't even make himself available. That's basic stuff. Yeah. You know, I think one time I actually shut him and he turned and he turned and he heard me. And I've mm. not got the loudest of voices in the football ground. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Just, you know, he's, he's, he's a number eight. He should be the guy who's taking the game by the scruff of the neck and he, mm. and he wouldn't do it. Yeah, I think I think with Trips, like um, I think there was this hangover from the World Cup where he had a great World Cup, and a lot of people were talking about him like, oh, he's been brilliant, he's been fantastic, and I think whether he'll admit that or not, I think that did go to his head a little bit, and mm-hmm. I think that that's there's elements in his game that started to creep in more and more of him being kind of um, just like lacking composure or sometimes like just too much composure where he became like a bit relaxed on the ball and he wasn't really thinking about like his defensive duties first. And I think that that's just caught up with him. And, and then it's got to the point where he's he's gone from being overconfident and making mistakes to now underconfident and making mistakes. Mm. And it's just like compounded it. And he's just been, he's just had a like dreadful run. What are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Twitter people do this unpopular opinions thing. Yeah. So someone did one of Mia Khalifa, the porno stuff. Yeah. And that's what they said. You can read it out. And I was like, it came with glasses. <laughs> 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 it's like a clown. Yeah. Do you know, uh, Secret agent. Like full disclosure, I've never watched a porn with her in it. N- never I once seen one. It's uh, emotionless. Really? Yeah. I mean, what do you like? A bit of fear, I think. I just yeah, like them to be like them to give me the illusion at least that they're enjoying it, that they're into it. Or she was a bit. I think that's kind of her whole demeanour, being a bit demure, being yeah, submissive. Not not for me. Fair play. Um, um, Redknapp. Yeah, Harry Redknapp says uh, we'll win a trophy in the next two years. Yeah, because of the new ground, new training ground, and um, Pochettino. Any, any kind of ex-player or ex-manager who talks so fondly about Spurs as Harry Redknapp. Yes, he said he loves Spurs, loves Pochettino, and he loves the players. And um, I think he probably he probably feels that he's swimming against the tide mm. in the in the media, so to speak. I'm not I'm not paranoid that they all hate us, but I feel that there's not many pro Spurs voices and I feel that even though he left under a bit of a cloud as well yeah. he still hasn't had that many terrible things to say about us. Did you ever us? see mm. the interview they did with Jake not interview it was like a punditry after a game with Jake Humphreys and uh, Jake Humphreys kept, kind of kept saying they got to buy players and stuff and he's he got really irritated yeah, yeah, right? yeah. and saying look, look you, this is a really hard squad to improve on well, who do you buy it? and this is a, a manager who made a career out of mm. finding great players yeah. at, at cheap prices Um I mean, I think we can buy players, and I think we should, but the fact that he, he is so... Especially because his son, Jamie, kind of doesn't talk about us in that same way. He's a C-unit, anyway. Yeah. Mm. I like that C-unit. C-unit's really good. I'm going to use yeah. it. Uh, Spurs believe Christian Eriksen will commit his long-term future to the club with Juventus and Real Madrid interest. I don't see that. I've I kind of, at all. I've kind of, um, kind of been committed to the fact that he's going for the last month or so now. Just like the whole quietness around the whole situation, I never think it's a very good sign. Um, his performances have been really below par and it seems to me like he's really just distant and distracted. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm just kind of coming to terms with the fact that he's not going to be there next season, which is a real shame because when he's played and he's been on form, he's been a magnificent player for us. Mm. Um, but, I yeah, I just I don't see him now t- sort of signing this deal. I just don't see it. But it would, Yeah, I mean, strange things have happened, but I agree. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't feel like this is about to happen. And uh, it, I think of the two players that we're going to lose this summer, it will be Ericsson and Alvaro. Mm. Um, which is a massive blow, but also makes complete sense because how are we going to give... Ericsson more so is kind of open or, or it would make sense giving him a new contract, but out of Erod, I can't see it at all. Yeah. I can't see a world where we're suddenly paying him 150 grand, 7 million signing on bonus, 
and a four year contract when he's nearly just turned thirty. 30. Just turned 30 so, um, yeah, uh, he 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 dismiss, uh, dismisses rumours of fatigue. Fatigue. Where where, would you, where was this from? T. Do you remember? No. Uh, so he he <laughs> said that's bullshit. You get used to playing so much. After all, I've played many games for quite a few seasons in a row. Rather, it feels unnatural when you're not playing. My legs are doing well. We didn't play at the weekend, and it's been a long time since we haven't had any matches uh, every four, third or fourth day. I'm actually a little restless because I want to play. I think it's probably from the international break. Yeah. Mm. So probably... That's day. bullshit. I like that. Yeah. It's all shit, mate. Well, <laughs> as I said in the last pod we did, um, it was a... His form <clears throat> hasn't been good, but he has had to play a different position. I mm, think he's true. not where he's most effective. He's not in the middle. He's not near to Kane. He's playing a lot further away, a lot deeper. Um, having to plug in gaps from Sissoko and Winks who are not positionally disciplined. So... Mm. He has, he has had to do a lot this season, and when you look at who's run the most distance, it's mostly him. Mm. So he's having we've, to, we've been a lot more direct, yeah. which mm. tends to mean that he's bypassed. Um, yeah. the, I reckon there's a small slither of hope he may stay, but if those clubs are in for he's just turning 27, 28, then you're at a point where you've got a shit or get off the pot, isn't it? Well, also, mm. he's, he's been with us for ages. This is it a, feels like it. For, for mm. a, a player of his quality to stick around at Tottenham, not that we're beneath him, I don't think we are, I think we're about his level, mm. but it, it's not like he's been disloyal. No, if it, I mean, if it's one of them, if it comes to someone who ends up going to Real Madrid, bearing in mind that he hasn't, well, it's from what we've seen, he hasn't grumbled or been out there like saying, oh, I want to move and agitating for a move. If it just happens that we get a good offer for him and he goes, mm. then I won't have any ill feeling towards him. I, I personally hope he stays because I think he's a, a great player. And I think he's had some great performances for us. And I think, like T said, he's he suffered a little bit because of where he's had to play. And part of the reason for that is no Delhi. Mm. And I think as a team, we just suffer without Delhi so much. Mm. And he's one of those players that, even when, like to the eye, he's not performing outstandingly, not scoring, not getting assists, what he does for our team makes such a big difference to other players. And I think Ericsson's the one that suffers the most. When he's yeah, and, and against the better teams, we've been playing more direct. Mm. And against the lesser teams, they've been defending so deeply. So it makes it quite hard for a yeah. player in his position to kind of assert his authority on the game. Yeah. We've got a question. Scott Mills, he says, with the stadium beer pricing seemingly very reasonable, do the local pubs have to up the game? What do you think of the fair price for a can of Lago in the Bellinaire should be now? I mean... Yeah. That's, that's your haunts. Yeah, looking fucking at you. right. I mean, they they do. They do need to up their game. They need to sell better beer. They need to reduce their prices. They need to remove all the fucking bullshit music that gets played every single week. Um, the actual venues, all right. It's quite nice now. You know, it's not a bad place to drink. But when you know you're gonna get fucking garbage beer, selling cans out of a fridge like Carlin. What was it last year? The year Carlin and Bex or something. Like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do. It's going to be a great challenge for the pubs. And I'm, I'm all for pub culture. I think fans should be in pubs and not in the stadium before the game. But you can't exploit... I feel fans have been exploited yeah. over the years. And, you know, there, there are... I can't think of one decent pub, really, around around Tottenham that I would willfully step into if it wasn't convenient. Mm. I think this is their opportunity to, to do exactly what we spoke about. We were talking earlier about like free market and opportunity for people to to kind of get better stuff. The club have said, well, come into the ground early, we'll keep it open later, these are the beers. It's going what to do be you think this you'll round. be doing? I don't know. I, I think I'll, initially I'll be going to the stadium because I'll still you be in the novelty yeah. factor of having a look and checking out what it looks like inside kind of all around it. So I want to have a look at that. But um, again, it's one of those things. I also like pub culture. I think it's a massive part of British culture and mm. I, I think we should try and protect pubs where possible. But I also think it's a bit like the black cabs and Uber. 
do a better job because otherwise companies like Uber will take advantage well, of them. It's the same in the free market as well. It's like when mm. people complain about uh, Eastern Europeans coming over and taking their jobs. Mm. And if they're cheaper and work as hard. Perform we'll, better. We'll, we'll do better, instances. yeah, I guess. See, what about your kind of match day um, traditions? I remember, you know, I remember drinking in the stadium, <laughs> categorically. Yeah. Maybe at half-time, but yeah. I'm not going to go there before and after. Maybe after a game to... Um, Clear the crowd, but absolutely not. Do the pubs have to up their game? Yeah, but I think they have. Um, I mean, unlike Flav, I drink at a few. So Antwerp is one that's reopened recently. They've got some nice craft ales and mm. they've got different little events there. Um, I generally go to a pub a bit further away called the Beehive. They do local beers, they do Redemption, um, Hopspur, which are local breweries. So, and they're well priced as well. I'm just say if you're in the Beehive and you see two, you would love it if you go up and give them a cuddle. He loves that shit. Any of you go near me, I will stab you, <laughs> right? I know that if you stab and twist a knife, people die. So I'm not afraid to go to prison. So don't ever do that, ever. But no. <laughs> that was such a well-prepared statement. Like he's thinking, right, if I get asked about hugs in pubs, this is what I'm saying. And I'm going to say it with such vigour that no one's going to ever question it. Hugs in pubs. Hugs in pubs. That's a good little feature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or jingle. See how close you can get to tea without being yeah. punched. It's like a proximity game. <laughs> um, Eric Roop, he says, realistic predi- uh, predictions for the three games against Man City. I predict a win, a loss and a draw in that order. What, so what was the first game? If in the first two are Champions League. Champions League. Um, are you going, by the way? Yeah, well, I, I've got to try and get a ticket. There's 6,000 members. Uh, t- 6,000 tickets available to members and 185,000 members. Yeah, but um, I think that's a bit of um, a misnomer, though, because there were fewer tickets available for members at the old place, I think. But anyway, so no, absolutely, but I, get, I think the demand's going to be less. But the, what will be more now, but I think it's about being on as soon as you can and trying to mm. get tickets. The website hasn't improved, has it? That's a funny thing. Yeah, the dog. Mm. Um, I, I think we'll perform valiantly, but ultimately... Uh, all these, all of them. Do you reckon? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I feel actually sometimes when it's up, we're up against it, when no one expects anything, yeah. we end up playing better. It's just doing that three times on the bounce against a, a really good team. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll win them all, but I, I feel like, um, weirdly, the Champions League, even though essentially it's a domestic game because mm. it's a domestic side, I feel like we've actually been doing bits in the Champions League since I, I spoke about, I think, last time, since we kind of were told by every other fan in the country, ah, you're out, before we'd actually gone out. Since that draw against PSV, even that, yeah. in that game we played well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've just gone and started playing a certain way and there's a certain energy and excitement around what we've been doing in that competition. Yeah. And I feel like they're, that the first leg being at the lane is going to be so exciting. Like Everyone's going to be buzzing for it. I think the atmosphere is going to be incredible. Mm. I think if we get that atmosphere right and just get onto City, mm. get in their face, get up in their grill. Well, we've seen what Swansea, shit Swansea did to them. Yeah, like, just, I know they, they shouldn't have won that game, really. They were kind of fortunate. But they can't. They're not, they, it's just 11 players. Exactly. Like Incredible 11 players, don't get me wrong. But we are incredible. On yeah. our day, we are incredible also. Well, we have, we have pretty much a full squad to pick from. Mm. So if we have Dyer back and he's back in the swing of things, I mean, I've been... Long time hater of him, but mm. if he's back in the in the midfield, might do a lot better than we than we think. Yeah, I think we'll do better than people think. Yeah, uh, and you know it's going to be an incredible uh, three games. I think away from home is fucking hard, isn't it? I think I it? might agree with him on the win loss or draw. Yeah, we could we could we could do that. Still get through against yeah. City. So I think we're going to go through and then lose. 
league game. You know what the joke is? I don't know who got in the semi-final. That's how that's how depressed I've been about the City draw. Because <laughs> the semi-final's been drawn already. Who is it? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't even looked <laughs> I should it. know this, but I've got no idea. I knew that you kind of plotted your route to the yeah, final. I haven't looked either, because I was just like, well, let's just... Well, let's, we're going out now. I, I bet it's fucking Liverpool. <laughs> well, it might not. It's not Liverpool. Yeah, it ain't Liverpool. No. Was it Barcelona? Juve, uh, maybe. Uh, we'll just name all the teams. Ajax. No, I think it is Ajax. If they get... Who are they Right, right. I don't know. Juventus. Fuck. Is it Juve? Yeah. It's a terrible. I think it's. I think yeah. Man City and Barcelona have been separated. I know that much. So maybe we get Juve. Yeah, I think it's if they beat Ajax. It's yeah. stuff. Yeah. Or Ajax. Yeah. If if they beat Juve. This is this is amazing stuff. Let's yeah. move on. Great content. <laughs> yeah. Great great chat. Uh, uh, final question of the uh, of the pod. Carl uh, Newman. This is kind of hangover from the Fighting Cock podcast we did last week where we just talked about ourselves for 40 minutes, but it was all right, actually. I listened back to it. It, it was. Surprise them. Um, Carl Newman, he says, do you guys ever had any weird stories of being recognised from the pod or maybe Bull Street? Like, have you ever been recognised? I get recognised a lot, but it's not oh, weird. What? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been recognised in public, like not around Spurs? Yeah. Go on in. I was at Wagaman was with my missus. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> with my missus and my son as well. Yeah. It was like months old. And I know someone kept looking at me, he's like sat next table, well, sat near me because you don't get separate tables at Wagga yeah. And he said, you know, are you tea from the pod? Like, a bit taken aback. I'm eating my food here with my, with my family. Mm. And I'm like, yes, yeah, so I know, big fan of the podcast. That mm. was, that's probably the weirdest yeah, And I've you had. looked at him and went, pay for my dinner. Yeah, I had a knife in my hand. <laughs> pay, pay for my dinner. Uh, I, I've had one on the tube, which is the most disconcerting because it took him <laughs> about six stops to actually say anything. Whereas he kind of just looking at me and you don't know... Um, what what the what they what they do? Like, yeah. what, like, is this just a guy staring at me? Am I about to have a fight on the tube? <laughs> and then it turns out no, he's a big fan. There, there, there's no, no drama. hint of fighting. Um, I've had I've had uh, there's I've had two. I was in the sports shop with my missus in Swindon. Fuck me! And wow. a geezer watched Ball Street and went, oh, "You're on Football Republic." And I went, "No, it's the wrong channel, <laughs> different channel." But I was with my missus. I was like, "See that." I am a big deal. Yeah, I'm a big dog. Yeah. Big dog. Uh, yeah, a, a couple of times, please. Yeah, it's quite nice. It's still gravy. I had a really weird experience on holiday in Turkey once. Okay. I had this uh, this couple, and they kept following me around. And I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, what, why do they keep following okay, me specifically so around? Big. Yeah, there's probably that. Like, how can a human grow a head that large and have a brain <laughs> so small? And um, one day, this woman just stopped me and went, excuse me, did we see your show at Glastonbury? And I was like, oh, no, sorry, like, you've got the wrong person. And then what? as soon as she walked off, I was like, fuck, I should have asked her, like, who, who it was. Yeah. And then I should have said yes, because that would have been cool. So I never found out who it was. That was really annoying. And then... When was that? This was a good couple of years ago. Oh, like, too long to work it out. It might be Elbow. The geezer out of Elbow. It might uh, be Rag and Bone Man. Rag and Bone Man. Rag and Bone Man. Brilliant. No, this was years ago. No, it wouldn't be that. And then happened again in New York. This time it was like a girl and her mum. And, and the, they were just following me around the shop. And then mm. the mum was like, just go over and ask. So the girl came over and she's like, oh, excuse me, um, are you on whatever show this was? And this time I was like, yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. So the mum came over and she was like, oh, do you mind if we like take pictures? I was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Just standing there posing for pictures and but stuff. But I heard and you was... and still went along with it. Yeah, I, well, like... I think they thought I was like an English actor in some show, but again, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd quite like to play along. That, that, mm. that it felt much better playing along. I felt like a big shot. I used to, during the kind of days of pulling women... Um, I used to say that I, I was Sebastian Larson. <laughs> You'd say that you were Gunnar. No, he was at Birmingham. Birmingham at the time. Yeah, so I'm like a reserve for 
Both. They're like, oh, all right, fair enough. Shall I suck your dick? Mm, yeah. That's, I mean, only half of that was true. <laughs> okay, that's it for the final couple of podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Next week, we've got actual football to preview. Can you imagine that again? Right. Be incredible. Uh, and we're now about to record No Holds Barred podcast. If you're interested in us talking about shit that isn't about Spurs, then you have to become a patron. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash the fighting cock. Uh, until next week, uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Yeah, peace and love. Peace and love. Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.